Star Wars geek girls. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. And sometimes cry. Hello, welcome to Star Wars Geek Girl. I'm Zoe. Uh, Lizzie is doing super awesome Disney internship things and cannot make it this week. But I have Jonah. I'm so happy to be back. It's been so long. Yay! I think I think the last time you were on, I think we talked about the Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah, it was about the Bad Batch. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, but yeah, so the Bad Batch is over, but we had a new thing come out yesterday: Star Wars Visions, uh, nine shorts. They're not that short though. I thought I thought shorts like forces of destiny shorts like ah. five minutes tops and i opened the first episode and i was like 20 minutes what <laughs> this isn't short but very glad they were so long it's very good yeah some of them i wanted them to be longer like i yeah. wanted the story to keep going yeah there's a few i'm like sequel please <laughs> more um yeah i guess that's our my spoiler free review is they were really great really a lot of them were very different compared to like, like they still felt like Star Wars, but they were just like different than like what we usually expect from Star Wars in a very good way. And I yeah. enjoyed them a lot. Completely agree. And they definitely like, I think where a show like, cause everyone says like Star Wars takes influence from both Westerns and Samurai films, which are very like similar films already. I think like where something like the Mandalorian leans more into like the western I think a lot of these not all but a lot of these lean more into the samurai right yeah and I'm happy that they embraced more of it and had the creators be all of these different studios and uh, I just admire what they were able to do with their individual visions yeah all the different (laughs) all the different um art styles were really cool to see they're all beautiful yeah. Um, yeah. As we'll talk about, so we're just going to talk about the first like five this week. Spoilers ahead if you haven't gotten the chance to watch them. Um, so the first one, this one my dad said was his favorite, and the one I knew would be his favorite as soon as I watched it, the duel. <laughs> Yeah, the duel, the duel, I actually really loved, and it's one of my favorites. It's not my top favorite, but it's like close to being the top. And, and I think what I loved the most about it was the fact that the the black and white style uh, look that they used um, reminded me a lot of manga. Like when I was much younger, I remember reading uh, Card Captor Sakura, and that was uh, a manga that I would pick up whenever I had money, <laughs> which was an option. But it was all, you know, just line art and then and, and shading that was in black and white, essentially. And and so every still of that episode, if you paused it, it was like a, a page from a manga. And I thought that was really neat. And I did like I think it really brought out like because they still use color for like the lightsabers and like other little lights. I think it really brought that out and it's really pretty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, this is one that was definitely like this is a samurai movie, one hundred percent. Um, it was really cool. Uh, I liked um, I like Lucy Liu. So I'm really she did great as uh, what was her name? Do you remember the? the- the bandit leader the bandit leader yeah she was right she didn't even have a name yeah yeah um she was very good I'm very excited to read that book now oh yeah uh, the it, Ronin it, book. it did make me more excited about it and what's funny too is that because of the I, I had tuned out of the fandom for a few months just to take a break um so I I wasn't paying much attention to the news and so I I didn't really remember the cover for Ronin all that well so when the episode is playing and all of a sudden he pulls out his red lightsaber, 
I was shocked, I guess. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, this is such a cool twist. <laughs> but you would have been spoiled by it if you had seen the cover of Ronan mm-hmm. beforehand, which I really wasn't paying attention to. I had seen the like, cover and I still was like, it's red? Yeah. What? <laughs> I was just so shocked. It was such a great reveal. Yeah, it was really good. Um, <laughs> But it did make me more excited for the book. And I'm actually yeah. really interested in reading it. Yeah, I pre-ordered it. Sal has it and he's been taunting me with it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but Not I'm the taunting excited. part, but the fact that he has it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it seems really good. I'm excited. I thought it was such a cool story. I loved his droid and the little like, that's... Straw? The straw hat. Yeah, yeah a little straw hat on the drive. Yeah. It was so cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do... So, oh, sorry, go for it. So I was saying it was really interesting to see, like, Stormtrooper helmets. Both first, They were both First Order and Imperial. And it's animated in a style like that. It's very yeah. interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. I also love the return of the lightsaber helicopter. Yes. <laughs> Because as you know, rebels. It was like remember. it was like a parasol. It wasn't quite like the yeah yeah. It, was it like still a, had that that like the helicopter effect. Yeah, I mean, it is what I was referring to. But yeah, because I remember in rebels when the Inquis- inquisitors used their lightsabers <laughs> as a helicopter like mechanism in the Twilight of the Apprentice episodes. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, why why would they do that? <laughs> and then they brought it like similarly here. <laughs> I just couldn't help but think back to those helicopter <laughs> moments and I loved it I loved every moment it was great um <laughs> yeah that episode was so good and I just I remember seeing her heels and I thought mm. oh no she's wearing heels because usually you know for a character who's fighting you'd want to be prepared and heels aren't really like the thing to wear for <laughs> fighting but what I really liked about the heels here and in a few of the other shorts to follow um the, the heels were weaponized like they were yeah. used as part of their you know method of attacking and I thought that was really interesting like they weren't just a decoration they weren't just to like look pretty they were a a weapon as well (laughs) yeah and a very like non-suspected weapon yeah like yeah yeah. it it seemed like came out of nowhere essentially yeah like whoa (laughs) you know yeah it was great I did like the little I forget his name I'm really bad with names oh Um, no I'm I'm bad with names too (laughs) the little I think he was he that fixed the droid no, oh, he was. Yeah, he was I definitely um, don't know his name. <laughs> he was a Celestin. That's what he was. Oh, I thought he was it. very funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would be terrified too if I didn't complete that job by the right. time <laughs> the kettle had been, mm-hmm. you know, whistling. Um, I also loved that fight that they had on the log in the river. And how it was reminiscent of Anakin and Obi Wan, you know, in that lava scene yeah. in Revenge of the Sith. So that was pretty neat to see the opposite of of that scene. Yeah, and um, and also the the battle with the the raiders or the bandits versus just like the villagers and the people trying to like protect them. Yeah, super interesting. And it was like they won, and you're really happy. And then she comes out with her spinny. Spinny parasol lightsaber and then it's not so happy yeah yeah and the um and the little kid that was like the chief yeah the chief's son I assume because his father seemed to be either either sleeping through it or ill and I couldn't remember which one was (laughs) which one he was going through I don't remember either yeah yeah but I do like that the kid stood up to her in defense of his village I don't know what else much more to say about. Oh yeah, uh, I also really liked um, the the fact that he was collecting red kyber crystals. Yes, I thought that was interesting, mm-hmm. and and how he gave one to the kid and said, you know, it, quote unquote, it wards off evil, and I thought that was very interesting because it sort of challenges your perspective on what is traditionally 
a, you know, quote unquote, bad color, you know, red Mm -hmm. signifies evil, dark side. And so I thought that was interesting for him to say it wards off evil when that color in our minds where we see it in star Wars and we think, Oh, that's, that's bad. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I thought that was very fascinating. Yeah. He had his like collection. So it makes you wonder because he uses the red blade. Like, did he take that off of someone? Like most of us will find out in the book. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I am looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so the next episode, if I, you don't have anything else to say. No, those are all my, my little points. <laughs> the next one was the one I love this one. This is probably the one I was most excited just off of my like very brief look at the different episodes was Tatooine Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. I just, it was just very different to anything else Star Wars like ever. Yeah. I guess this one made me like it so much. What I also, what I really loved about it is the fact that it was very much like what my friend and I do on our time off, we usually, you know, create our own headcanons and talk about like what, you know, so-and-so is going through in the Star Wars universe. And a lot of the elements that we inject into our stories are very uh, contemporary, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have, a, I have a character who likes to play guitar. So when I saw that in Tatooine Rhapsody, I thought, yes, I, this is exactly what I have playing in my head. <laughs> I have characters, you know, original characters who are instrument, who do play instruments like that, that are of earth origin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was really interesting how it wasn't so different from what I had in my head. Mm-hmm. And I, I did like how it, it sort of stayed that kind of like contemporary because like obviously the main um, character is like a former Jedi who escaped Order 66 as a Padawan right. and he still has his lightsaber though it's broken and so like you kind of when they reveal that you almost expect there to end with him like reclaiming his Jedi thing and like doing something awesome because that's what we get with like Cal and Kanan and Ahsoka but this was different you they did save the day with their band and not with any lightsaber or anything else exactly no like jedi powers no anything just friendship it was great yeah. <laughs> the power of friendship it was yes. beautifully done yeah and I, I like i want an entire album i'm waiting for that <laughs> song to drop in on spotify i like, checked four times today on spotify <laughs> if they've uploaded the soundtrack for visions yet and it's funny because as the song is playing, you see all these characters tapping their feet or Jabba tapping his tail. Even Boba Fett. Yeah, and I was tapping my feet. Like, it was such a groovy beat. It's and a I- good song. <laughs> and it, uh, they need to let me listen to it on repeat Exactly, all day. exactly. I, I did, speaking of Spotify, I did discover today. So if you listen to a Star Wars soundtrack on Spotify, the little, like, play bar turns yeah. into a lightsaber turns out Anakin's lightsaber I accidentally clicked on that lightsaber today and found out it changes oh you can get Luke's saber Leia's Darth Vader's Mace Windu's and Ahsoka's rebel saber oh that's neat I did not know about that detail it blew my mind and now every all the Star Wars music I listen to is with Ahsoka's saber yes of course that's what I would have chosen as well (laughs) (laughs) and I was just I was just so happy (laughs) i'm so excited to learn that today yeah all the more reason they should give us the soundtrack to that episode (laughs) that album oh it also has ray's yellow saber oh neat yeah cool um something else i really loved about tattooing rhapsody is the uh, fact that we got to hear tamora morrison's voice Mm -hmm. as boba fett like it just melts my heart it's just (laughs) so good it's it's great and you I think what I also like too is when like Tamara Morrison speaks you're like you know T. Bradley Baker did a very good job at like replicating that ish for the clones yeah it's still different because it's Boba compared to a clone trooper but like you're like you know what he did a really great job props to him (laughs) always but yeah it was great to hear Tim and I'm it just made me more excited for what's to come with his character at the end of this year and I just I'm super happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I really like the um, design of the, like the different fan characters in this episode. I thought that like each character was really 
just fun. Yeah. And great. Especially the hut with the bangs. Yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, that was uh, I think that was Geezer, if I I think Yeah, he's played by um his name Bobby Moynihan yeah who played Orca in Resistance (laughs) and I just I love that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was Jay yes and that Shelby Young who's also been in Star Wars here and there was K344 who I love her I love her design she was like my favorite she was very wow I'm so bad with names the cartoon with the little blue robot girl uh the blue robot girl in Star Wars? No, no, no. It's like, it's a different cartoon. And she has like pigtails, like robot pigtails. And she's like blue and white. That's oh my god! reminded me of. But you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no. No. Blue okay. and white pigtails. Yeah. But okay. I need to. You're going to Google it. I'm going to try. <laughs> robot cartoon. Robots. Um... Oh, what's her name? Nickelodeon, My Life as a Teenage Robot. Oh, no, I don't know. That must have been, like, after my time. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, but if you look her up. That's, that's what, what comes to mind. That's what she reminded me of. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was 2003 to 2005. So Got it. Maybe a little Got, bit. Yeah, that was definitely after my time. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, I just, I just loved how it was a hut that took this former Jedi in, you know, huts, mm-hmm. again, it challenges your perspective, your preconceived ideas of what a hut is, because here's this hut who just doesn't want any part of this legacy that the, the hut family has to offer. He wants to be a rocker. Yeah. <laughs> a space rocker. <laughs> and I just, I really love that Jay found a way to make it happen with Java being a sponsor, which is, <laughs> to me, I feel like that's something that could happen. Cause I know these have been established as not canonical, mm-hmm. whatever. To me, there is a band playing. They're <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're canon in my heart, just in like my the heart. holiday special yeah. and the Freemaker Adventures. <laughs> exactly. Just like terrifying tales probably will be. Yep. Yeah. Canon in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> if people can say movies they, that like aren't canon, then I can say movies that like are canon. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it just I really love how it was just a more positive, hopeful spin on the survivor on the on a Jedi that was caught in at the end of this war and and has to survive like it's Mm -hmm. not Caleb who's running away from you know for his life and and Cal who's like also trying to survive in the middle of nowhere so it's yeah I just really like how it was just a bit more hopeful and Mm -hmm. and playful and even like when they go to like do their last like performance um for the huts like he pulls out and it looks like a saber and he's like, it's just a microphone. And when he turns it on, it does make a little saber noise. And I really want a microphone like that. I really want someone to make that happen. Like podcasters I, everywhere need to have this microphone. Yeah. I need, where's all the Visions merch? Because I can only <laughs> find t-shirts right now. And I don't need more t-shirts. Yeah, I need, we need Visions merch. I need toys. Yeah. <laughs> and props. Oh, man. But yeah, that was a great one. It's also one of my favorites. Yeah, that was because I, I didn't watch the trailer because I was like, it's coming out in a few weeks. I can wait. So I didn't really see anything, but I just like very briefly read like little tiny blurbs of each one. And I was like, that one looks like the one I'm going to like the most. And I think it probably was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I remember reading those blurbs and I might have said something about the village bride being my favorite. Um it, it wasn't. I, I have a different favorite, but yeah, I was surprised. Every, each one of them surprised me in a good way. Yeah. See, the Village Rod is, pro- is probably very, very close to Tatooine Rhapsody for me. Oh, nice. We'll get there. Next, yeah. we have the twins. Anything else to say about Tatooine Rhapsody? No. All right, we have the twins. The twins. So if I had to rank this, you know, these list of episodes all in you know all being great but just 
you know, one that wasn't as, um, that captured me the most, I would put this twins in that category. Um, it was good. I have to agree. It was, it was good. It was entertaining. It just, the, the story just wasn't captivating enough for me. Um, but I do love the whole duality, you know, the thing that they, that they were twins, the whole Gemini class destroyer. Like I, I just, I really loved elements here and there from it. Yeah. This, and this was one that, um, yeah, it was one that maybe if like I had to, if I was ranking them based on how much they felt like Star Wars, this one also might be a little lower like obviously it has like stormtroopers and stuff in it but just like overall vibe mm. I guess I didn't get that as much um but I really liked I like the visuals were beautiful yeah. yeah and I did like the like you said the duality um I did think um Allison Brie plays the sister oh yes am blows yeah. my mind because <laughs> I know her as little Annie from community yeah like Annie you're crazy (laughs) Uh, and then Neil Patrick Harris plays the brother that's insane because he's not (laughs) I guess I don't associate him with that kind of character yeah they both did a really great job they did Um, and I did I did really get probably captivated by the characters more than like the story yes I agree Um, it was it was very interesting and I I did um I liked the way that it was like I said I just said didn't feel like Star Wars but it had that very core Star Wars message of like like believing in people and having hope mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also there were Jawas in it which gives it points for me of course yeah <laughs> I know when I heard them I thought oh I, that's so cute I'm so happy they have them in there um I also what I really loved about this particular episode too was this quote where the uh, I think it was Kare who said you're free to choose your own destiny and I just I love impactful quotes like that so I made sure to write it down because it's (laughs) such a great one to refer to because yeah you do have a choice because Am was all about you know we were created for this purpose and blah 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 this and blah 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 blah, that you know and she was just so uh, enraptured by this thing that they had to fulfill that you know you you have a f- choice in what you do and I and I like that Kare had had said that and and she also had a weaponized heel yes <laughs> in her dark armor which was another interesting element too of this short that they had this armor the special armor that they uh had had to be powered up by this this by crystal fiber yeah, yeah. And, um, and then, um, Carr uses it for his, like, lightsaber and, like, creates, it reminded me of the Kyber saber from Freemaker Adventures is what it made me think of. Totally Um, agree. Yeah. And it was, like, super powerful. It had, like, a little bit of, like, a, like, it didn't look like when they animated, like, a red lightsaber. Like, Mm -hmm. it had an extra, like, layer to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, like, sliced the whole thing in half. And I think this is the first time in Star Wars where someone in the universe says to a galaxy far, far away. So like in on screen Star Wars, I think. Oh, is it on screen? I think. Well, if you count the um, the Will stories from, from a certain point of view, I think they they say like galaxy far, far away. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, because I, I hadn't read those, so I wasn't yeah. sure. But yeah, like on them. screen wise, yeah, I thought that was really neat when he said, you know, in response to where are you taking it to a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one thing. And I think almost every short someone says, oh, I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah. And every single time I was like, they said the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that too. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the other details that I really liked about this short is the fact that um, Kari and Am reminded me of Zuko and Azula from Avatar The Last Airbender, especially when they were fighting because he had a more bluish glow to what he was doing with the Force and she had a more red glow, which reminded me of 
their uh, Azula and, and Zuko's fire at the very end of that series, which was the opposite because Azula yeah. had blue. But still, I just I really love that <laughs> that uh, dynamic and just the uh, the power that these two siblings had against each other. Yeah, it was so when they were like, it wasn't, I don't know if it was supposed to be like force lightning or just force like whatever, but then when they were both like pulling at the crystal, it was great. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. I I think I probably enjoyed other episodes more, but I still, I still really, really like this one. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all very good. It was tough competition. It really <laughs> was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was memorable. Each one of them has their own little memorable trait to it yes (laughs) yeah anything more to say about twins no no okay the next episode was probably up there with Tatooine Rhapsody for my favorite the village bride got it um yeah the uh, the village bride I would put in the category with twins (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah for me I loved this one I loved (laughs) the character I think her name's just like f like just the letter f I loved (gasps) um I loved her character I thought her design was really cool. My sister just got a haircut and it looks like her haircut. Oh. So I'm like, Sappy, you gotta do this costume. <laughs> um, it has a mask for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that look that was pretty cool. I really loved that design. And I loved like the like the katana lightsaber blade, which we also saw in um in uh no, it's not Ronin. I always want to call it Ronin, that's the book, in the duel. I um, see. like that same like flat saber blade. And I just really I really like the idea of her as a character who is struggling alone, like with being a Jedi because she lost her master. And like she has someone who's like acting as a mentor to her now, but he's not a Jedi and he doesn't know about it. Right. And she's figuring out on her own because it reminded me a lot of, of Kanan, mm. like when he first started training Ezra and he felt very lost because he was hardly a Jedi and he hadn't really touched into that part of himself for so long and felt. I think the same way F did in a different mm-hmm. in a different way, but very similar. And then just her finally coming out at the end and like saving the day. I just really liked it. With her weaponized heels. Yeah. <laughs> Hers, I think, are my favorite because of the way that they opened up. It was very um Tron-like mm-hmm. in its design. And I just I really loved that. Yeah. <laughs> I did also like the um the sisters of the village. I was always like a good story about sisters oh yeah yeah (laughs) um Um, I think what I loved most about this short I think above all the others well besides Tatooine Rhapsody because Tatooine Rhapsody had some great music (laughs) but I really loved the music background music for this episode and it reminded me of something else that I can't remember right now but just it was very spiritual in the way that it sounded. And I, and of course it went along with, you know, these two characters uh, at the very beginning where they were going to this very holy uh, ground and, and this place that they worship. And so I, 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 it fit beautifully. Yeah. That was another thing I really liked was the, um, you know, they touch that stone and it's like the nature magic and see like the memories of the planet and stuff. Because it's one of those things where it's like, is this the force? Is it a different kind of magic, like the lightsaber magic? Is it, or not lightsaber, night sister magic? Like what, you know, it's very mystical, which is my favorite part about the force. Very like, you know, mortis. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love that. And now I remembered what it was. It was Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar. <laughs> because, you know, in that planet their the, the the planet is essentially its own organism and it's able to recall memories and whatnot of the of the navi so when the when the memories started playing in this episode i thought oh my gosh this is exactly, <laughs> that's just like james cameron's avatar this is so cool <laughs> um but yeah i i do love that christopher sean from yes Star Wars Resistance voiced Asu, which is really cool. Yes. Um, he, it was like, because I looked at all the like cast lists and stuff before, so like I knew, um, like he was in it. And then after I watched it, I couldn't, I was like, wait, which one was he? And I had to like, <laughs> go back and look. Very chameleon voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah he did such a great job. 
Yeah, it was, it's, I love this episode a lot. Um, it was really pretty and I, I love the flat lightsaber blades. At first, like when I first saw it in Ronin, I was like, it took me a second to get used to it because it's not what I think of when I think of a lightsaber. But as soon as I like got used to it, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to say about that one. Yeah, yeah, I do. I would like if they were to make a second season, I would like to see a continuation of this one obviously from the main character's point of view you know her journey and and where it goes next but also just I really do love the little couple here in the you know the the um the bride and then the 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 man she's in love with and I just like I want to see more of that I I want more love in Star Wars (laughs) (laughs) love that's pure (laughs) yes I'm just afraid they would take their happy ending away. I know. Oh, that's true. I don't though. trust Star Wars. Uh, maybe, I don't maybe trust we them. we should just leave it there <laughs> Just leave them. them. They're good. They're good. They're fine. We're not gonna... That is a great point. <laughs> I don't trust it. I've lost too much. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. So the fifth episode, I feel like I want to talk about all of them now. I'm having such a great time. Um. Maybe we will. The fifth episode is The Ninth Jedi. Right. And I think, well, this one was very, very good. Well, I don't think it was one of my favorite shorts. I think it has probably one of my favorite characters. Ah, nice. Um, and I say she's my favorite character and I cannot remember her name. I believe it was Raya or Raya. Was it? I don't remember now. <laughs> or Kara. Oh, I, Kara. Kara. I think it was Kara. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, um, so this this is actually my favorite short, and I and I should be ashamed for not knowing the main character's <laughs> name. If this I just said she was one of my favorites, and I can't remember her name. So. Um, but <laughs> yes, this this is my top favorite. So this is what I labeled immediately as like, oh, this is top tier for me, because <laughs> uh, I just thought this was this would have been a great premise for a movie. Um, and I think it would have been a great premise for the Force Awakens. <laughs> like that would have been really interesting. Um, because you have this this character, uh, Kara. Oh gosh, I hope that's the correct. It name. is. I just looked it up. It's okay, Kara. cool. And then I think her droid was four nines. Oh, I think that was the name of the droid. Um, and so you know they're very much like BB-8 and Ray. And, you know, they, there's a, a whole thing with Sith acolytes happening. And I just thought, this is brilliant stuff. I want more of this. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. And, um, yeah, and, like, the reveal that they were all Sith. In hindsight, I was like, yeah, that feels probably obvious. But I was like, when it was revealed, I was like, oh, my God, they're yeah. lightsabers. It was the same thing as Ronan. Oh, my God, the lightsaber's red. <laughs> I really love that. That was another reveal that I was just, I, I was, I genuinely gasped because you see these characters. And again, I love how these shorts just challenge your uh, thoughts about things, your, your pre-established thoughts about Star Wars things. And like, you see these characters and their, you know, in their wardrobes and they all seem to be light side characters and all of a sudden they're not and I thought what this is amazing <laughs> and then the, the the mysterious robot or android or I don't know droid figure I'm watching Star Trek so I have all these different terms in my head <laughs> so you, this mysterious droid is like sketchy and you think it's the bad guy and all of a sudden you find out that it's the good guy and I thought oh gosh this is so cool and I just I really love how that all played out and I think that's why it would have been so great as a movie um and I and I desperately want a continuation to it yeah, this is one where if like I had to pick one to get a sequel, it would be this one yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was so good. Um, I loved the um, Kara's it was her father, the saber smith. Yes, because we only only ever see Jedi constructing lightsabers. No one else 
ever does or even seems to try mm-hmm. and so here's someone who that's he doesn't seem to have the force or at least use the force at all but he that's his like his whole job is making all these lightsabers and he has a way to do it where the the color changes depending on who's holding it which jedi don't do and like all this stuff and it's super cool so cool like when that there was a scene where you know the lightsaber goes from one dark side figure to a light side figure and so the saber itself goes from red to green or blue and I thought oh my gosh this is so cool yeah well and even Kara when she she isn't fully like confident and developed in the force and so it's just like a really it's like a darkish like non-colored and then in the middle of the fight as she kind of gains that power it becomes I think it becomes green yeah and it's really it's just awesome and I thought it was such an interesting idea because I feel like everyone's always especially in legends wanted to make lightsaber colors like a a thing like that where like it chooses you and it sort of does it doesn't seem like people pick their kyber saber colors but this is really like embodying like the lightsaber will change depending on whose hand it's in and i love that that one character who had been consumed by the hate uh, of of all the others had a purple lightsaber in the end like it turned purple and I thought I knew it Mace (laughs) (laughs) I knew he had some dark side tendencies (laughs) uh yeah it was it was so it was such a great episode um I love the old droid with the little like little steam I don't know I saw him too he uh, was just chilling with his uh, oil-like tea yeah. that he was drinking. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just great. And and I just I really love that end shot where the the whole screen turns upside down, and then that floating rock that they were on looks like a lightsaber. Yes. Turned. I just thought that was so visually cool. It it gave me goosebumps. I felt like this was the the one that really captured Star Wars for me. And I was just like, oh, this is this is amazing. <laughs> it was, yeah. That episode was definitely a highlight. Again, mm-hmm. I love Kara. I loved her little arc she goes through and just gaining some confidence and obviously force ability. And I did feel really bad. I don't remember his name. I felt really bad for that one character who just, he just like showed up. He didn't know this was like a system. Oh yeah, Ethan. (laughs) I remember Ethan. Ethan. He just showed up and all of a sudden like everyone's fighting each other and he's like, I've never even held a lightsaber before. Yeah, and I remember, I remember thinking, oh, Ethan, because when Rebels first came out and Ezra's name was revealed, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, Ezra Bridger, that sounds like a 40s, 1940s kind of name. (laughs) And, you know, I grew to love it, grew to, as you know, see the Star Wars behind it. Um, But then when Ethan shows up, it's like, Ethan, hmm, how do they spell that? How do they Star Warsified (laughs) that to make it look like Star Wars? I I don't like to say names don't sound Star Wars anymore because one time, when back in season three of Rebels, I was podcasting and we were talking about Tristan Wren. And I was like, yeah, Tristan just doesn't seem a Star Wars, like a Star Warsy name to me. And then my sister walks over to my desk and puts a piece of paper down. And I flip the paper over and it says Luke. <laughs> Luke, obviously. <laughs> so right? I don't, like one of those I don't say that, that anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, I'm good with Ethan, <laughs> but yeah, he's another character who hopefully with Kara, they'd be able to, you know, foster their abilities. And that's why you really need a second one <laughs> because they need to go rescue her father. And I'm yes. just like, oh, this is so cool. Vision season two, except it's actually just the ninth Jedi season two. <laughs> So here's hoping they at least come out with a book because I want to yes. read that story. Book or a comic. Yeah, I'm up for that too. Yeah, it was <laughs> really good. Um, I'm very excited to see. Hopefully, I hope they do more things like Visions where they just let different people just basically take a crack at Star Wars and just give them this. I feel like there was a lot of creative freedom given it wasn't like you're making a story about 
Boba Fett doing this, this, and this. Like, I feel like they had, the creators had some freedom. Mm-hmm. And I hope they continue that. Because I think this was really awesome and really creative. Yeah, and really fun. I, I totally agree. It just, yeah, it goes to show that it's it's worth branching out from people that you're used to working with and having others play in the sand like they... and having even just different like a cultural a different cultural perspective yeah on star wars star wars is very very american yes um yeah which has value to it but it's also fun to see what other cultures i really how they hope... perceive it because yeah. it is as despite it being very american in origin and and probably and in most cases of american and content i think it's it's such a worldwide phenomenon people around the world love star wars as we see every year in star wars celebration yeah and i think um letting people create these store create versions of these stories that they love and putting their own spin and their own perspective into it can only be good most of the time (laughs) Like, I really want now for Visions to expand from Japanese culture to African culture um, or like, like the, ver- the variety of African cultures and, uh, and you know, uh, Caribbean culture or the variety of Caribbean cultures there. Like, I want now a season to be based off of all of these different places around the world that have been influenced by Star Wars, that have Star Wars as part of their childhood. And I just, I just want to yeah. experience that now. And I think I think giving um, animation studios from, from countries that don't get as much worldwide recognition for their animation yeah. would be awesome. Because, I mean, none of the studios, I think, that did Visions were super, like, super big studios like if you look at their um like the things they created they were it was a lot and a lot of like pretty popular stuff but nothing like huge you know mm-hmm. like I hadn't heard of most of it but I'm also not super into anime but I think like I can think of some Japanese animes I couldn't name a cartoon from Africa from yeah. South America from Europe maybe Europe but like you know so I, I totally giving, understand. Yeah. Giving, giving other new, spotlight. Yeah. A new spotlight, I think would be, would be super cool. And just getting a new, new perspective. Yeah. Uh, I love that. A different worldview. Yeah. Yeah. Vision was good. I want more. I <laughs> I'm want very more. excited for Ronan. <laughs> um, it was, yeah. It was amazing. Yes. I it was, agree. It's been funny because I've been rewatching, um, Clone Wars in chronological order. I have my whole like, list written out of all the episodes in what nice. order. Jump, I didn't realize. I always knew, like, because I never watched it in chronological order before. And I always knew, like, yeah, you jump around a lot. I never realized how much. Like, I have to watch. Like, I watched season two, first three episodes. Then, like, some episodes way at the end. Then the episodes in the middle. Then the finale arc. And that's just season two. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Um, and I think something else that I want, you know, think, and, you know, thinking about Clone Wars, thinking about Rebels and now Visions and all the other shows that we've gotten, like, I really want Lucasfilm to continue pushing the envelope and just continue mm-hmm. finding ways to tell stories. Cause I think that's what they're best at just, you know, finding different ways. And I just, I want them to continue finding new talent and new uh, voices to tell those kind of stories in those different kind of ways right I mean because Star Wars you think when it first came out was so new and innovative you know Mm -hmm. I mean obviously I wasn't around and you weren't around (laughs) I was not (laughs) um but like I feel like whenever you hear people talk about Star Wars one thing they'll almost always say about seeing it for the first time in theaters is like there was never anything like that before like I never saw anything like that before in my life and I think mm-hmm. like as much as like thematically and content wise you can continue Star Wars um the, like the legacy of Star Wars I think the best way to do that is to continue to be innovative and come yeah. up with new things and and like you said push the envelope yeah I think that's probably in like the bigger picture more the legacy of star wars than anything else yes totally you said it you summarized it perfectly (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but it's like I, I just I, only reason I brought Clone Wars because I thought it was funny. I was taking a break from watching Clone Wars to watch more <laughs> other Star Wars. There's so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Visions. It's great. Yes. It was one where I wasn't like you said. I wasn't sure if this part of Star Wars would be for me, just because I'm I'm not as into anime. Like I think the most anime I watched was like Pokemon as a kid. I did watch Tokyo Ghoul in early high school because Lizzie told me to watch it. So I watched all of it and then I was like, let's talk about it. And she was like, actually, my mom said I can't watch it because it's too violent. Oh. Uh-huh. So like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I and <laughs> as a kid, I used to watch Car Captor Sakura and it wasn't even the full anime version it was the americanized version where they had selected certain episodes dubbed them and then that's what you got as as card captors and so when i you know got older i found out that there was so much more to it (laughs) and i thought oh my gosh i got i gotta watch all of them now and i spent like 70 dollars buying this (laughs) dvd set where i could watch all of them and the menu was in a different language and i thought what am i doing but i learned (laughs) Um, and I and I I was just so happily surprised with it but unfortunately I didn't keep up with the anime um, scene so I I, I fell back with a lot of different stories that that I could have easily just found myself loving but I just got distracted with other things like (laughs) Clone Wars and and whatnot Um, but I'm happy that the Star Wars franchise has branched out to embrace this and to bring it to an Mm -hmm. audience that should really you know consider reading uh, manga and and watching different kinds of anime available out there yeah and I do think also it will bring um, more faces to like the star wars community because i know like um on my staff here like i'm like trying to convince everyone like you should come to star wars night this week and watch star wars with me if you even if you've never seen star wars and like um one of them she was like she really really is into anime but she's never seen star wars and i was like well you know they're coming out with a star wars anime in a couple (laughs) weeks and she seemed really interested in in trying that out so i think it'll still like bring people in He's like, well, you know, I don't know about Star Wars, but I like anime. Let me dip my toe right. in and see what I like. Yeah, which is why I really like that they had debuted that panel at uh, an anime convention. So that's, yeah. that was really neat. They didn't go to like Comic-Con or any of the other big ones out there. They went straight for the anime Comic-Con because this is what it what it is naturally. It's an anime. So yeah, <laughs> I just, I really love that. It's really cool. And that coupled with like, I think I know there's a Rebels manga, which I don't have, but I know you, you do. I do. <laughs> I do. And I actually, I, even though I should not have, because I, I, I have a very tight budget, but I went ahead and I bought um, the, the volume three, which came out in Japan. So uh, Amazon.com, Amazon.co.jp, you are able to purchase things from there to have come here and um and so I was you know you just got to change the language to be able to make the process make the payment um and so I, I did it I still have it downstairs I need to open is it, it actually. in Japanese it is and I don't okay. understand so you a can't word, read it but I can appreciate <laughs> but I can appreciate the the the, the beautiful art that comes yes. with it so uh, I'm, I'm excited to peruse through it and add it to my collection. Um, yeah. uh, the, it is it is a bit pricey in terms of shipping, but yeah, I think, I, think it's I looked worth it. at the first volume and I was like, that looks really cool. <laughs> I don't know if I want to spend that on something I can't read. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> but uh, but I do I do recommend the English wor- versions at least. I think mm-hmm. just I think volumes one and two are out or just okay. volume one. I'm not sure. But those should be available on the regular Amazon on our side of the hemisphere. So <laughs> maybe someday. I spent last week, all last week, I was like, it's your birthday week, treat yourself. And then treat my credit yourself. card bill was due yesterday. And I was like, why um, did I do that? I got you. Adult life. Yeah, it's fine. 
Yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts with Lizzie tomorrow about the rest of the I don't know about tomorrow, but <laughs> oh okay, sorry about that. But whenever you're able. Yeah, probably um, next week. I will be um podcasting. I guess I should plug this now. I will be podcasting on Saturday with mm-hmm. um the Father and Son podcast, which is another Star Wars podcast. They did recently an interview before visions came out with some of the creators which okay. was really really neat and they're from philly so like philly podcaster gang um yeah i'm very excited and that's gonna be a, a podcast with video uploaded as well nice. it's gonna be really fun i've never really done that before yeah so but definitely <laughs> check that fine. out i'm super excited to talk to them they seem like really awesome people mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah i guess i don't have much else to say as much as i'm tempted to bring up the other ones we should probably (laughs) leave them so i have something to talk about next week yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on it was so nice to talk to you of course Um, always always happy yes i guess we'll do the plugs so star wars geek girl um the facebook page is star wars geek girl our Twitter and Instagram are at SWGeekGirl and then StarWarsGeekGirl.com. Monthly poll, quizzes on Wednesdays, blog articles on Fridays. Um, also, I just, my dad has been very excited. He recently hit 100,000 followers on TikTok. No way. He had, last week, he had, ten, he got like, he texted me, he's like, I had 10,000. And the next day, he had 100, like 70,000. And the next day, he had like 100,000. That is wild. I ended up just deleting my TikTok because it was that such was a probably distraction. a good choice because I'm on it yeah. all the time. He it's just it's look too at his much. numbers right now. My father <laughs> has 119 and a half thousand followers on TikTok. I can I can actually say I know someone who has that many followers. <laughs> He's TikTok famous. He is TikTok famous. He makes money from it now too, which is crazy. That is yeah. wild. So Way he, was, cool. he was very excited on my birthday. The first text I got from him was, I had 100,000 followers on TikTok. Oh, man. <laughs> that is so um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still in shock. <laughs> so, well, there you if can you find wanna add, If you want to add to his, his follower count, it's hinted at Hinton Cosplay MU. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Just plug in that form. <laughs> so, well, it was the day after he did that at our staff meeting. We played Two Truths and a Lie. So I was like, Truth, my dad is TikTok famous. Okay. Um, I guess I'll do Rogue Rebels plugs. Rogue Rebels, they have their website, theroguerebels.com, Instagram, and TikTok are at the Rogue Rebels, Twitch at Rogue Rebels. There's our podcast, probably wherever you're listening to this podcast, Facebook page, the Rogue Rebels, and Twitter at Rogue Rebels Fam. And you can also find my podcast, the Geeky Bubble Podcast, <laughs> uh, at iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and every other place that you can find podcasts. And you can also find it on Twitter with the handle at uh geeky bubble pod and you can also find me on twitter with the handle at blue jay guys yay thank you again so much yeah visions it was super (laughs) fun um i was zoe and i was jonah thank you for listening to star wars geek girl may the force be with you and goodbye bye star wars geek girl They're geek girls that like Star Wars And sometimes cry